Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Hello, Marketeers. Today, I'm talking with Kathy Hutchison about visual journaling and sketch noting that you can use not only in your personal life, but your professional life as well. Enjoy. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us. For our listeners who don't know who you are, could you give a brief introduction on yourself? Sure. So I'm Kathy Hutchison and I'm the director of marketing and a vice president at IDBRI. We're a firm that designs acoustics, technology, and theater planning in the AAC industry. And I've been with them for 24 years. How did you get started in this industry? What's your story? So I love that question. And it's been fun to listen to you ask different people that on your podcast, because nobody grows up thinking someday I want to be an AAC marketer. Most of us came into the industry through some roundabout way. And my story is no different. I had a job that was going away and ran into Craig Jansen with some guy I met at church and he asked me to come interview. And so I thought that this particular role was going to be a couple of years. I had young kids at the time and it grew into this very dynamic career. I had no idea. First of all, the AAC was so exciting and that there was this amazing role for marketers. At PRC, I glanced over, you were sitting right next to me and you had this notebook that was full of doodles. You then proceeded to explain to me that this is your form of taking notes. So what is visual journaling? Sure. So it's easier to show this when you're on video than on a podcast. But basically for the audience who's never heard of this, it comes under lots of names. So graphic facilitation, sketch noting is probably the easiest one to grasp, scribing, visual journaling. But the idea is that you capture ideas and thoughts and they're lightly illustrated. So there's arrows that connect things, there's call-out boxes and bubbles, and lots and lots of doodles. So the ideas are very, very visual. How did you get into sketch notes? So the first time that I saw somebody do it, I was at a conference, and let me paint the picture for you. I was in the middle of an auditorium And all of these inspiring speakers, Jim Collins was there talking about good to great. Ron Heifetz was there talking about leadership on the line. And everybody around me seemed so energized by what was happening. But I wasn't energized at all. In fact, I was completely exhausted. I had my demanding day job at IDBRI. I had kids in school, I volunteered, I had all the responsibilities of family and, you know, everything that everybody has. And I just was done. I couldn't absorb one more thing. And I walked at the break to the back of the auditorium and there was a man there I later learned was Michael Lagaki. He had these big, 
whiteboards in front of him. And he had captured all of the ideas of the speakers in doodles and arrows and bubbles. And suddenly I had this incredible clarity. I could see which ideas went with which speakers. Jim Collins, good as the enemy of great. Like all of this stuff just clicked into place and I became obsessed. I wanted to have that level of clarity instantly all the time. And so I went to a drugstore, picked up a notebook and just started practicing. I had no business doing it, but I just started trying. It's fascinating to me because I want to say I was never the kid who was sitting there drawing in class. So sketching was not part of my background. I might doodle, but no more than anybody else doodles. This sort of focused doodling, it's what surprises me is how many business people really zoom into it, especially if I'm taking notes at a conference or in a meeting, because it really does create this clarity and understanding. Not too long after I got my permission to vice president, I was at a very high level meeting in New York City and everybody was sitting around one of those formal, really impressive and intimidating conference room tables. I think there were maybe 12 of us. And I sat down at the table and I pulled out my notebook, but that's not surprising. Most people who work in anything ancillary to architecture know that almost every architect and most engineers carry a notebook to meetings. I sat my notebook out and I, I was sitting there going, am I going to pull out the crayons? Right? Because a big part of this is about adding color to the notes. While some people definitely do it monochromatically, you know, black, they'll just use a black and a gray marker. Color is a big part of it for me. And so I was sitting there going, would that be appropriate? Could I, could I do that? And so I pulled out the little cigarette case with my crayons in it because that's me. I just decided I couldn't be anybody else but me in that room. And the meeting was going to be three hours long. And I knew I didn't have a hope in heck of staying focused for three hours if I couldn't take notes like I normally take notes. And it was shocking to me how the notes became part of the meeting. Everybody focused on them or started to notice things that had been captured because of the way that they were captured. If somebody says something and you write it down and then embellish it a little bit, suddenly that thought has form. That thought becomes a thing that other people can see and react to and build on. And that for me has been the most fascinating part of sketchnoting and visual journaling. I, I wanna separate the two. So there's just taking notes in meetings or taking notes for clients on a whiteboard. And typically that's called sketchnoting. I also do this in my personal life. So if I have coffee with a friend, my notebook's in front of me so I can capture the big ideas, not trying to document everything, but just making sure that really important things that are said are not lost and can be referred to later. So that's a big part of the journaling practice for me, not to mention just planning my days and brainstorming and anytime my brain is overwhelmed, just pouring everything out onto paper. That probably is the best way you can display that you're actually listening to someone. 
there's so many creatives in the AAC marketer space. And I feel like we're all dosed with just a little bit of ADD. And it creates this incredible focus that is actually backed by science. The fun part is that when you create that focus for yourself, you actually help other people with their focus as well because it gives them this visual, this thing that's unfolding, this different way to see the thoughts. There's this great Chinese proverb. I heard it from Jim Quick. And it's, if I hear, I forget. If I see it, I remember. But if I do it, I understand. And there is something about this active creation of the notes on paper in this highly visual way that then you've hit all three, right? Then you've hit that audio, you've heard what was said, you've processed it inside your brain and have actively created the notes. So you did it, you start to understand, and then you create this visual that winds up helping other people. When did you start using this technique with clients and what has the impact been? My boss, our managing director, Craig Jansen said, Hey, because people were getting interested in the notes said, could you do this in front of a client? And at that point I knew that I could because I had all of these hours doing it just for myself. My favorite client story is Ben Katie on our team was working with a major arena in the U.S. And they were very frustrated because they couldn't get the general manager to stay at a meeting long enough. He was so visionary and so high level. They couldn't get him at a, at a meeting long enough to make all the decisions that needed to be made. And Ben said, I don't even know if this is going to work, but I, I want you to get on a plane and go to this next meeting with me. And just do your thing. Just take the notes visually on a whiteboard. And so I walked into the meeting room. They brought in two big whiteboards for me, the kind that flip. And that meeting went on for two hours. And I noticed how engaged the general manager was because it was a whole different way of interacting with the ideas. And not only that, but when he said something, I was capturing it in a way that made it highly visual and helped other things build around it. And when the meeting was over, the director of operations came up to me and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't believe he stayed for this long. We've got everything I need. And I started to erase the boards because, you know, I'd photograph them. And he was like, no, no, no. I want these in my office, right? To refer to this very big, graphic capture of what was happening. Is it just you doing the doodles or so people to help you out? So most of the time, if I'm just doing a straight up graphic facilitation gig, then it's just me taking the notes. Right. But there is power in handing a client a marker. Michael Lagaki, the man who happened to be standing at the back of the auditorium, the rest of that story is that I actually started stalking him until he would meet with me because I, I needed to know more about this thing he was doing. And I, I realized that we knew people in common. I just kept pinging people who almost knew him until I could get somebody to introduce me. Now he's, he's a full-on mentor and I love learning from him. But he tells this great story and he scribes for 
you know, Fortune 500 companies, his list of meetings that he's done graphic facilitation for is just super crazy impressive. He tells the story of doing graphic facilitation for a merger conversation, something our industry knows a whole lot about, right? Anyway, the facilitator for the meeting was frustrated at the break and said, I'm missing something. There's something that's not being said here that's keeping us from coming to any kind of an agreement. And Michael said, do you mind if I try something? And she was like, sure, fine. Like, whatever. I I need the help. So after the break, Michael handed a marker to the president of company A and said, I want you to draw this merger for me. And the president drew two circles that loosely overlapped, kind of like a Venn diagram. Then Michael handed the marker to the president of company B and said, draw for me what this merger looks like to you. And that company president drew a big circle with a tiny circle in the middle of it. So it looked like a donut. These people structurally saw the merger so differently. And once that was revealed, then suddenly they could have a real conversation about it. And I think part of what's powerful about that is when you're visual journaling just for yourself, then the way that you write things and arrange them on paper will reveal to you how you think about things. So let's circle back to this whole idea of a brain dump, or I tend to call them popcorn pages because I just spill whatever's bugging me. You know, when you've got so much on your plate that all the responsibilities are nipping at you like piranha, just taking little pieces of you. And and it's hard to prioritize because I find that when I'm that overwhelmed, suddenly, you know, the multi-million dollar proposal I'm working on is exactly the same as buying a bath mat off Amazon. Like they become the same priority. (laughs) So what I do is I just take out a big sheet of paper and just start spilling down and everything like the proposal, the bath mats, the birthday I forgot, all of the stuff that takes up space in my brain. And what never ceases to amaze me is that I tend to write the more urgent things bigger and things that are somewhat related can quickly be connected by arrows. And I can begin to see the structure of things. Also, once you get those things from pinging in your head in front of your eyes, you can work with them differently. Like then the problem's got some definition and I can look and go, okay, this really isn't important. I'd love to get to that, but I'm not gonna. So just cross it off. And it gives your brain some peace because part of our brain's job is to help us remember things. And so I I think it was David Allen of Getting Things Done talks about the open loops that when you have something that you're supposed to do, but it hasn't been done yet, your brain keeps pinging you. And being able to pour that out onto a piece of paper stops the ping. Sounds kind of like a souped up to-do list. So I am on board. (laughs) And one of the things that a lot of people who do sketch notes or scribing or carry around a notebook are very into this idea of bullet journaling. The bullet journal method is by Ryder Carroll, who's a designer very creative, very ADD. And he came up with this very simple system of carrying a notebook around everywhere. And basically it is the to-do list 
but there's a key to it and you have to migrate everything to the next day. So there's no keeping a to-do list for multiple days. And I, once I adopted this method, I found that sometimes I'll actually just do something so I don't have to write it on the next day. I don't have to carry it over or admit that I'm not going to do something, right? Because I'm tired of carrying it over every day and noticing that I'm not getting it done, which is a little bit different than the other lists. But if you are on Instagram and you look up the hashtag bullet journal, you fall down a deep hole of people who've come up with beautiful, visually relevant ways of planning their days and tracking things that's kind of amazing. Because again, there's something about pulling this visual piece and making it part of your life that it changes everything. For me, it's what moved me from overwhelm to clarity. It's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it because it's so simple and anybody can do it. You don't have to be an artist. I've been doing this for about 12 years. So I've gotten better at quote unquote drawing just because I do it every day. But it's not about what the drawings and doodles look like or if your words are easy to read. This is all for you and your brain and your eyes. And that's where the win is. So how do you see this technique being able to help marketers such as ourselves with their day jobs? You know, people talk a lot about work-life balance, but there's no work-life balance. You know, especially during COVID and work from home, everything is just life. It's very hard to have separation. And our brain doesn't make a big differentiation in what we're doing for our families or you know, meal planning, you know, everything is a thing on top of the incredibly high level tasks we're performing for companies, you know, working in the built environment. It's huge. The amount of responsibility is enormous. So what I would say to everybody is pick up a notebook of any kind and start using it to write down your days and to keep track of things and to create this place that your brain will come to trust so that you can get it out of your head and dial down the overwhelm and get it in front of your eyes so that you actually know what it is that you're dealing with. Now, if you want to take it to the next level, like that's the first part, right? Is get a notebook, start writing things down. Everybody can do that. It's huge get a notebook a size that you can take with you anywhere. If it's too big, it's just going to stay on your desk. And for some people, that's going to be pocket size. They make them the size of a passport. It doesn't matter what you use. It's that you've got something. And so if you're burning through one a week, no problem, because you've got the pocket size. If it's light and you've got it with you, that's what you need. I tend to carry one that's an A5 size, which is about a folded sheet of letter paper. And I go hardcover because mine takes a lot of miles. I, I need it to hold up. But just go to the drugstore and get something easy, fast, that you can just start doing and taking with you. If you want to take it next level, start doing it in a way that you would want other people to see it so that it could start to help them process the information I think one of the pressures is that people feel like you're taking notes in school, which you're not. You don't have to capture everything the teacher says. 
all you have to do is lift out the main thoughts that seem significant to you at the time. And you can trust yourself on this. You know in a meeting if what is said is important or if it's just positioning or it's just ancillary, superfluous. Like we've got those skills, right? And I think marketers have an even bigger edge because we are used to looking at a story and figuring out the most salient way to tell it, right? We're used to being able to, to find the pain points and to be able to find the solutions. And so lifting those out of a meeting doesn't take much practice at all. We do know that in our proposals, if we have a bunch of text, it's not going to go anywhere. So I could see this being really useful to grab ideas for infographics or for graphics. If you can just show your team sort of what you're thinking up front as they're talking, that's a massive tool because usually in my experience, I don't know if it's like this for everyone, but a lot of the graphics get pulled in at the very, very end when really it could be so useful if we had them up front. So I love that idea of just doodling while people are talking during meetings to get ideas for graphics for, for proposals. The other big win with it is if you hand somebody something that's already polished, finished, and you've missed it in any way. I mean, architects do this all the time. You don't start with the Revit model. You start on the back of a napkin, essentially. So we're just applying that to what we're doing as well. And people respond better. They are more creative when it doesn't look like it's already complete. So even if you just hand somebody a sketch, they feel empowered to build on it. And it just helps everything. So I know you have a website, yourvisualjournal.com. And you also are the author of The Simple Guide to Visual Journaling. And now you have a video series of how to visual journal. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So many people came to me and were asking me about the technique and wanted to learn it that I sat down and created a course on Teachable. And for your audience, if you're interested in learning more about this and you want to take the course, I have a code for 50% off. It's AEC50, just for Keelan's audience. Thank you so much, Kathy, for the education on visual journaling. I'm super excited to get started, and I know the listeners are going to start to tinker with this as well. That's awesome. Hey, Marketeers. That concludes this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast with Kathy Hutchison talking about visual journaling and sketchnoting. If you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to subscribe. New episodes are released every Wednesday. Chat soon.